0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where we tell the stories of local businesses and services. I'm Randy Bushover, and if there is a business or service you'd like to hear featured, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joined by Dave Macro who is VP with Amp Interior Construction and uh, right there Dave we will have you tell us a little bit about the history of Amp, how long you guys been in business and what is it that you do.
1: So Amp Interior Construction, we are a division of of a larger company which people may know our name of Millington Lockwood. So Millington Lockwood, I'll start there, has been in business in the Buffalo market for 135 years uh, focused on commercial office furniture. Millington Lockwood, the name comes from, he was the founder of the company uh, who started it back in 1884. Um, Where AMP construction fits in is we are a division. So what that means is we are focused on interior prefabricated construction, uh, where the Millington Lockwood side of our business focuses on commercial interiors, um, office furniture, um, items like that. Uh, So we're a bit different. And the reason why why we have split off uh, with our own separate company with AMP is that what we do has nothing to do with furniture. What we're doing is construction. Uh, We're going to the ceiling. The only difference is that it's made in a factory and we bring it out and we put it in.
0: It's literally just ceilings or walls and that sort of thing, the whole thing?
1: So from a product standpoint it's glass walls, it's solid walls, it's uh, modular power. Um, it is a millwork. It is also going to be a raised floor system. And it really what the focus of the company and what the product is focusing on and where our name comes from is what we're doing is that we are speeding up construction. Um, there's forces out inside the commercial construction world that are are causing I guess some pain, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And the major driver of that is the shrinking labor force uh, from the trades uh, that we have. Uh, We cannot find electricians, plumbers. They're just not there. When you read a lot of the statistics from the industry, uh, you see that a lot of the trades are disappearing. Uh, the average age of a construction worker right now is in their late 40s to early 50s. So they're retiring and they're leaving the industry at a rate that we're not replacing them. So kind of, again, an industry statistic that gets used is, you know, for every four that are retiring right now, only one is being coming out of a trade school to replace them. So it's being harder and harder and harder for on the commercial side of construction to find people to do the work. So that's where this type of product comes into play, is that we don't have the local labor force to do the work that we need to get done. What if we shifted that work into a factory where we can make the walls, we can do the electrical, we can do it, and then bring it out and require less labor on site to put it up. So that's helping relieve the overall pressure that our whole industry is starting to feel.
0: So a bunch of ways I can go with this, and let me just pick up with the the topic we're on right now, talking about that labor force and the issues uh, within the industry. So do you still have uh, the need for people to have a certain amount or breadth of knowledge to do the work that you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we still need tradesmen. We still need carpenters. We still need glazers. That's the type of level of competency that we need, which, again, is a little bit different from the furniture side of our business. Um, the furniture, it's you're putting parts and pieces together. What we're doing, yes, the product is made in a factory and it's coming out, but you still need a skill level. You're still touching the the hard construction of the building. So you need some sort of level of competency to be able to do that.
0: And you had touched on the notion of modular power. Just explain what that entails.
1: So roughly it's still electrical power but it's, it's a modular system. So it's a UL tested closed system. So when it comes out it's it's plug-and-play. So you're basically going to just plug it together. So in, in theory you know because it's a UL tested system um, you don't need an electrician to put it in. That, that I say that in theory, but, you know, there's a lot of factors that come into play with that. You know, a, a lot of unions will have a say in that. Um, uh, inspectors will have things to say about that. So it, it's not that's the selling point of it. The selling point of it is that what you're doing, again, is you when you watch an electrician and what they're doing on a job site, you're, again, you're pushing a lot of their labor, you know, kind of their time-consuming labor and putting it into a factory. So when the product comes out, they still need, I still needed an electrician. They still need to put the, the power in. They still need to run the wires. It's just, it's all pre-tested. It's it's ready to go. They just basically laid into place. They still have to do their wiring inside of certain pieces, but it simplifies what they need to do. So it, again, it's going to relieve the pressure on them when on a project, they may have, I don't know, let's say five electricians to go out on the project to do it. But by using our solution, they may, they only need two. So they have just either relieved the pressure of they didn't have the other three people to do the work anyways, or they now can take the other three people and put them on another project, you know, so they can, you know, increase their productivity that way.
0: And, and just so I understand and the listeners understand, too, exactly the, the extent of what you do, examples of how this works. So I'm, I'm assuming you're, like, building particular rooms. Are these for residential application or for commercial business applications or both?
1: Right now we're in the commercial market. So uh, our, th- our three vertical markets are commercial so office commercial space um, there's a huge component when it comes to healthcare and also a huge component when it comes to the educational market um, I think the healthcare and the education it, it boils down to in healthcare what we can do is we can speed up the construction cycle if you're, if you're a, a healthcare facility and we can build your space out and we can deliver it say 30 days faster so now your space can open you're open 30 days more and if you start to calculate you know if I have a patient room and I uh, a healthcare facility can you know, a certain amount of revenue per day by having a patient in that room if you had that up by 30 rooms and by 30 days that becomes a lot of money very quickly so just by us being able to impact the construction schedule by being able to shorten it that's a huge impact and then also on the healthcare side when you look at how our product is made there's a structural frame and then there's tiles that snap into it so you have the ability to pull these tiles off of the wall to get inside of the wall to do anything that you want anytime that you need to do it so again it's making these day two costs a lot simpler so you don't have to come in and shut a room down for three days to repair a scratch in a wall or repair a hole in the wall or cut a new hole. It's very simple and it speeds things up and it puts that room back online so the healthcare facility then can put another patient into it. On the educational side, um, you know, school ends on a certain day and it starts on a certain day. You have defined schedules and you can't go over school. the Students are coming on this day and that's it. Um, so we have the ability, again, be, being able to control that, that schedule, to shorten that schedule that, you know, when school ends, we can start doing our work and we can pretty much guarantee that we'll be done at the end of it because, again, we can control our labor better, uh, we can control our costs better, and we can control the schedule better by, again, bringing things from a factory. That's the one thing that when you're talking factory-built product, it gives you better control of of those items.
0: Speaking with Dave Macro, who is VP for Amp Interior Construction. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. Probably should add that, again, Amp Interior Construction, as we mentioned, an affiliate of Millington Lockwood Incorporated now. And uh, just, again, so I have it in my mind, because my mind is just working a little squirrely, uh, apparently, today. So this is stuff you actually do physically at the site. It's not like you do your work at your place of business and then somehow lift this pre-made building to the site.
1: So the factory, when I say the factory, I, I should have mentioned that earlier. So the factory is going to come from one of three locations. So we don't manufacture it here at our offices here in, in Buffalo. It's going to come from either Savannah, Georgia, Calgary, Alberta, or Phoenix, Arizona. So those are the three factories where the actual product is made itself. So when it gets delivered to us, they're on big tractor trailers, and then our team will come in and basically offload it and then put it into the space. Kind so of a, we're not, as,
0: as simply as snapping it together or much more involved? In,
1: in, in a simple sense, yes. It's a big... I say Legos, you know, because it's parts and pieces being snapped together, but it's obviously not going to look like a Lego. You know, when it's finished, you know, it looks like a, a, a fairly finished space. And we have a track record now in, in, in Buffalo of projects that we've done, you've probably seen that you didn't know you were looking at it. So it, it doesn't look like it's a pre manufactured product. You know, one of the when I when I talk about pre manufactured construction, this is not a new idea, it's, it's been in the industry 50 60 years it's just one of the downsides that people have always thought of is like well it's glorified furniture and it's ugly and i don't want it um they understand the solution because it makes perfect sense so if i make my life simpler and it goes in simpler i have flexibility i can move it that's great but it looks ugly i don't want it so when you look at our product the one thing you will say it's not ugly you know so i encourage anybody to go in you know our website and, and take a look at it so you can see you know what the product looks like um
0: the other question i had for you with with the title of vice president uh, people assume now uh, you're office bound doing a lot of paperwork you actually get a chance to get out on site and uh, actually get involved hands-on with some of these things, make house calls, I guess, for lack of a better word?
1: For my role, I I do get out to the job site, but usually when I'm on the job site, it's rather dangerous. Um, (laughs) I have a team that helps me support this. I'm not by myself doing this. Uh, So as far as our team that we have, we have two interior designers that work on our team. So what they're doing is they're in, in, in. Inputting the design intent from the architect. We're not the architects. We're not the designers. But what we're doing is we're taking their designs and we're putting it into our software. You know, one of the things that I didn't mention earlier, but generates all of this. This is driven by technology. And again, and that's one of the the things about construction industry is that we're very slow to embrace technology. You're starting to see it now by certain things that are coming in from the design side with you know BIM uh, software and Revit software um, that have increased on the design side. But when you're actually looking at technology of how things get done. Uh, estimating you know we're still kind of antiquated on how we do it we're still working off of spreadsheets and you know software we're inputting data into it we have a software called ICE that generates all of this and what ICE is as an in our interior designers are putting it into the computer it is it's all based on Java you know the software is gaming software is basically what it is so it's your Xbox but for construction, or your PlayStation for construction. So when they draw a line in that computer, it's doing a whole bunch of things. So it's a line in the computer, it's the graphic, we see it. With the push of a button, I can render it, I can see it. With another push of a button, I can create a fly-through of the space. I can now put the client or or whoever into the space, they can see what it looks like. With another push of a button, then I can tell you what it costs. And those are true actual today costs, where um, on the construction side, we, we budget. We think it's going to be $20 a square foot to build it. I can give actual costs. And then the last thing that it's doing is when we push that button, it is setting all the manufacturing back at the factory. So when we send that order in, it's automatically going into their system. They are then doing their due diligence and setting the CNC machines. So one of the things that we deliver is speed. So when I say all of this, you know, that product when I place the order that product is back into our hands in the parking lot ready to go into your building in three to four weeks you know so that's the speed and actually we could not do that without this software so that's what our interior designers are doing we also then have a director of pre-construction that works on the whole design to get the product set up with the designers with the contractors and then we have two project managers uh, that will actually be on site that are doing the day to day business Um, so my role is to stay out of their way
0: and uh, I'm given to understand that uh, AMP Interior Construction's approach is considered disruptive to conventional methods of construction. Is there an explanation for the, all that? Um, well,
1: I think what it is is that you know to make this understandable, you have to look at your project kind of as a holistic sense. You know, my product, you know, when you compare it to a, a you know, let's just take a wall. If you're going to compare it to typically how we build now is a, is a wall of drywall. You know, it's a fairly inexpensive way to. to to build. When you think about it, drywall is a technology that got invented in, you know, 1900. You know, so we're dealing with a, a, a technology that's it's rather old, and it hasn't really changed much, you know, over the, you know, last 120 years. Um, so... Our industry has been set up that way. So what we're asking you to do is think in a different way. So when you're starting to estimate the project, um, you have to look at the schedule in a whole different sense. So when we say that we're disruptive, we're asking people to look at how they're going to put their project together to do their budgets, do their schedules. They're going to have to do it in a different way for all this to make sense and to, you know, to be cost effective, too. So I think that is how we're, you know, disrupted to the industry. And that's kind of the, not I'm going to say it's a struggle, but that's kind of what we're doing on a daily basis to try to educate the industry on if you're going to look at our product, here's the advantages that we bring. But to make this work, you've got to look at it in a different way.
0: And you had mentioned earlier about uh, designers, is this something that you have a need for currently at your place of business at AMP? Interior construction?
1: As far as designers. I mean? Yeah,
0: you mentioned that well that's part of the team that you guys yeah. work have working for you. And 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 kind of also folding back into what we had talked about earlier about the need for the skilled tradespeople. Mm-hmm. Is that something you have a continuous need for, or are you fine with the people that you have working for you now?
1: Right now, from a design standpoint, we're fine uh, with the people that we have. Now, as hopefully our business grows, yes, then we're going to have to add. Uh, I can only have my designers do so much work. Um, What I'm I'm currently, uh, I don't want to say struggling, uh, but if you have the need for it, not just me. I think it's all of our industry when it comes to the trades, uh, the skilled labor force, carpenters, uh, ad- things like that, to be able to put my product in. That is the hardest thing for us to find right now. So,
0: next step, then, what is the potential for growth in what you do? Uh, obviously, you've got a pretty decent base right now with the work that you do. As you mentioned, uh, just as a small example, the the the, uh, the medical field with some mm-hmm. of the offices, things like that.
1: So, the the growth is is huge. You know, that's why we're excited about this business. Um, Because when you look at the the interior construction market, I mean, it's a billions and billions of dollar industry, you know, and that's where we're at. And when you look at what we are here locally, and when you look at... at the manufacturer that we use dirt when you when you look at that as a global you know we're just a sliver uh, of what this is so the growth potential is is very large and we think that our solution uh, when you stop when you take a look at it we do think this is the future of how construction is going to be done again when you when you read all the industry white papers and think you know the construction industry is is very poor in productivity you know um there there's a there's a, a study that, that, I, that I use all the time when you, look, when you go back and you look at productivity in the U S uh, going back to 1964, all of the industries are up 153%, you know, and they, you know How does that happen? People just aren't working harder. They embrace technology. Uh, they improve how they do things, whatever it is. If it's making cars, if it's making refrigerators, whatever whatever it is, they figure out how to do it better. But our industry, construction, is down 19%. You know, so we just haven't changed. We have not embraced technology. Uh, but that is slowly starting to change, and that's where we fit in. You know, We're embracing this technology, this gaming software, bringing it into the construction world. We're then harnessing the power of manufacturing. Uh, being able to build the product quicker, faster, uh, and more—you know—I don't know—and then get it to the job site, um, and then put it up. So that's the future, I think, of how this is going to go. And a lot of it has to do with the forces of the, the shrinking labor force and, and all the things I mentioned earlier.
0: Well, Dave, very insightful. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you very much. That's Dave Macrove, VP for Amp Interior Construction, now an affiliate of Millington Lockwood Incorporated. You're listening to Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930.